This is Cultivate a Good Life, episode 164, The Power of No. This is an encore presentation of episode 21, which was originally published in February 2019. Raise your hand if you pretty much loathe swimsuit shopping. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> I've been known to procrastinate buying swimsuits in the past until literally like seriously hours before I needed it. I could never find what I wanted. And so at the last minute, I would end up spending way too much money on swimsuits I didn't even feel great in. We know firsthand that it can be a challenge to find swimsuits that are both trendy and modest and that help you feel awesome when you'd otherwise be feeling a little mm, insecure, maybe. <laughs> we have also learned that when you find find a suit you love, you need to seize the day so that you are prepared for any adventure. Ladies, we are in love with the amazing Rad Swim brand because of their swimwear options. We are checking all the boxes. On trend. Check. Modest. Check. Affordable. Check, check. And there is something for the whole family. This is the first swimsuit brand that every member of my family has been equally thrilled about, and that makes my job as family shopper a lot easier. Rad is giving our listeners a 10% discount on anything and everything in their shop, so check them out at radswim.com and use the code BECKY10 at checkout. Given that we are trying to cultivate a good life, Mm-hmm. I believe that that is really at the root of why we have chosen this topic, because to say no and to feel empowered by saying no is in part how we cultivate a good life. Would you agree with oh, that? For sure. And there's some weird stigma. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is culturally or whatever. Maybe I've just had it, but I feel like saying no is a negative thing, right? Mm. No is an, mm-hmm. seems like it's an obvious correlation with negative, but really it's not. And this is something that I'm kind of coming into in my life. This is good for you. I'm working through it. Yeah, you are. And you're doing most of that work on your own. But as friends, you have commented to me that you've noticed that I'm, I've gotten pretty good about saying no. And you didn't know my season. You didn't know me at a younger age where you're I older was... older than me. I just want to point that out that. Again. We just want to put that out there. Yes. I am much wiser. <laughs> That's right. Older and wiser. This is all the truth. No, but it's really one of those things that... Let's... It's something you're good at. It really is. You I... honed your mm-hmm. skills. I am no. better at it than I was, and I have learned how to do it. Mm-hmm. And and the way that I learned how to do it wasn't by anyone telling me how to do it. And right. that is not the point of this podcast. We are not going to tell you that you should say no, and we're not going to tell you how to say no, but we want to inspire you by sharing our own experiences. That's the hope, I think. And really maybe talk about the value yes. of saying no. So if you've never thought about saying no mm-hmm. or how that can be a good thing, mm-hmm. or what about it. things to say no to, right? Say no to drugs. <laughs> That's a start. Start. (laughs) That's a really excellent place to start. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing that is really important to remember at the top of this discussion, in my opinion, is that it is very normal for most of us to go through seasons of being overcommitted. What? I know. Shocking. I have never been overcommitted. I want to acknowledge this because I think that a lot of times Mm -hmm. we get on our little islands and we feel like we're alone in our struggles. And girl, listen, like... We're all feeling that and we have felt it at different levels at different times in different seasons. And that is normal. However, while it's normal, it doesn't have to be the norm in our life, you know, on an ongoing basis. Well, and really we get to determine our norms, right? There is no norm. And that is something I have realized that has 
brought me a lot of kind of empowerment mm-hmm. and peace is that I think in my head, unknowingly, I had conjured up images or thoughts of what was normal, mm-hmm. what my job was supposed to be, what, you know, particularly with kids, what being a mom should be, what I should be like. Mm-hmm. And I've had to really like untrain my brain from all these preconceived notions that I'm not sure where they came from, but they surely were but there. But they just happen. Yeah. I mean, we're human. We live in a society and we we receive all the all the um, input all the time. Like mm-hmm. we're getting bombarded with things subliminally that we don't even, oh, wow. I didn't even actually say that word, did I? Subliminally. 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 Good job. Thank you. Let's move on. (laughs) We are getting messages all the time from everything around us. That's what I'm trying to say of that confuse us and, and that try to influence us on who we are, who we're supposed to be, what we're supposed to do. And that is serving no one. It really isn't. So Mm -hmm. here's where I just wanted to also just kind of mention is if you're following us as a business, as, as a brand, if you're listening to the podcast, you are very likely tuned in and aware that we here have been working really hard to weed our own garden. Clue, episode 15. Right. Listen to it. And it's and this topic of saying no in my um, with my perspective is really kind of piggybacking on episode 15 where we yeah. talked about weeding the garden. We talked about eliminating things that don't matter so much. Well, now we're going to dive in a little bit more specifically on those things that we need to be saying no to. So I'm going to just ask you a question. Okay. And put you on the spot. Ask away. It's your favorite thing ever. You, you know me. I'm well, an open book. Yeah, you sure are. That's what people love about you. Here is what I'm wondering. You've had a hard time saying no to a lot of things in recent years. I know this Correct. just from looking. Just from being friends. Just yeah. from looking, you know, from the outside in going, holy cow, girl, like mm-hmm. slow your roll. You're doing so many things and it's yeah. admirable and it's not a thought of comparison. It's a thought of, oh my gosh, I'm exhausted. Like just right. you are doing so much. And oh, by the way, you had cancer. Like I did. And, I really did. Oh, by the way, just in yeah. case you forgot that. Um, and, and it seems that that was a period in going through your treatment that you did kind of slow down a little bit. You got a little bit more intentional about what you were eliminating. So you do have some pretty solid experience with mm-hmm. saying no, with that. I'm sure you're going to be pulling into the conversation, but for the most part, you've been a pretty big yes girl. And I am a yes woman. You're a yes woman. I'm a mover and a shaker. And I like, I like, yes. that's the key is I mm-hmm. like to be able to say yes. Yes. Having said that. Why do you think it has been difficult to say no in some cases when you kind of have wanted to say no? And along with that, I'm going to ask you kind of a couple of different questions, but you can answer them however you want. And everyone listening, this is for you. I want you to really contemplate this. When you have been in your yes phases, when you've said yes to everything, mm-hmm. how did that serve you and or your family? And what have been the natural consequences when you have gone through, or if you're in the thick of it right now and you're mm-hmm. like, Yes, I'll do this. Yes, I'll volunteer here. Mm-hmm. Yes, I will be the best friend to the person who is so needy. Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 and yes. How is that serving you? How is that serving your family? Okay, so first, I think it goes back to things I've realized about why. Like, why mm-hmm. am I saying yes? And initially in my mind, it's because I think, I know that I can bring value to a lot of situations. Totally. I know I can help. Mm-hmm. And it comes from that need of wanting to help. But there's also a second part to it. And there's something inside of me that I have a really hard time feeling like I am disappointing people. 
Mm, oh, we are going there. Like it really is at the core of my being where <clears throat> if I know I can do something mm-hmm. and someone wants me to do something mm-hmm. and I know I'm not going to like die doing it when I'm not saying die and like crying mm-hmm. in a corner, die, mm-hmm. like physically die. <laughs> <laughs> I try to say yes, because I don't, I just don't want to disappoint people. Don't lose that thought. Yeah. You don't want to disappoint people. Yeah. Raise your hand if you're driving in your car or on your treadmill or walking the dogs or doing your laundry. Just raise it right now if that is why you say yes sometimes. Can I get an amen, please? All the amens because we don't want to disappoint people. And I'm not saying that is the reason. That is not the point of me asking that question. And I didn't know how you were going to answer it, quite honestly. I think that we just need to look inside ourselves and think, why are we saying yes to not to everything? Because I don't believe anyone that's listening or you or I have ever said yes to everything. We're not we're not puppets. I mean, but we, we do say yes to a lot of things that maybe are not so intentional. And that's why I wanted to ask you the question is because when you have gone through yes phases Mm -hmm. and you have said yes to a lot of things that you did so in a manner that you didn't want to disappoint other people. Mm -hmm. Now let's go to the other question I was asking. How did that serve you and, or your family? And what were the, the natural consequences of doing that? So I cannot deny that, that there is some things that you get out of that. Sure. The process. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the end result first. Okay. The end result of saying yes to even things I don't want to is always a, a, you know, a satisfaction because I don't enter things I don't think I can be successful mm-hmm. at. So there is that end result of like, oh, I did that. That sure. was really cool. Sure. Now let's talk about the journey because the journey to get to the end result totally has taken a toll on my family. Mm. And there have been times when I have said yes to so many good things, like volunteer, mainly it's volunteer stuff, yep. right? Yep. For you, for, for sure. Yeah. For yep. me, it's a lot of volunteer stuff. And mm-hmm. I have said yes to a lot that I shouldn't have. <laughs> and my husband will kind of roll his eyes when I tell him like, oh, I told this person I would do that. And he rolls his eyes uh-huh. and he's really good about it, but it has, it takes a toll on my ability to be present within my family mm-hmm. because I have things then I need to get done. So I'm yeah. not disappointing those people, but then you get in a tricky situation because I have these beautiful kids and this amazing husband who then are going to inevitably be disappointed. Well, the thing is, is I will say something that you know, and I know, know, and everybody here, because I feel like you guys are here with us when we, when we have these conversations, we all know this. And that is that when you say yes to something, you are saying no to something else Mm -hmm. because none of us can do everything and be everywhere and be everything to everyone all at the same time. And that's really the key. I like that you said that because there is something inside of me Mm -hmm. where it feels icky to not be everything to everyone. I don't know where it comes from, Interesting, but I really have been working on that over the past year about not thinking that I have to be everything to everyone. Well, and everyone's personality is so different. And what I know about you, and I believe that a lot of women are this way, is that you truly know and understand that you do have God-given talents and gifts. And, and part of that is your heart. Part of that is your desire to serve other people and to do the right thing. And so because of that, that's a righteous desire. Of course, like you want to serve and you want to do and you want to be everything to everyone. And there's nothing wrong with that, but it can get us into trouble, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. I'm going to share something that just happened like this past weekend. And you know about the Pinewood Derby. Oh, I know about the Pinewood <laughs> Derby. All right. <laughs> Most moms probably know what Cub Scouts is all about, but if you don't, you know, it's just like, scouting for youngins, right? Mm-hmm. 
And there's this thing every year, the Pinewood Derby, where the, the, the little guys make their little Pinewood Derby car. I'm going to stop you right there. Oh, dear. The little guys do not make the Pinewood Derby cars. The little okay. guys are supposed <laughs> to make the Pinewood Derby cars. What ends up happening is over-competitive parents like not go me. bananas with not this. Me. Oh. And so your kid has no chance of winning <laughs> unless you outsource the dang car production. Please tell me this is not based oh. on your experience. Oh, You've witnessed this. Listen, I don't want to have anything to do with it. I have, whatever. Dislike. Let's just let the boys make their cars. That let is... the boys make their ugly, <laughs> slow cars. Okay. Okay. The story is actually about something different. Um, it's about the situation with the Pinewood Derby that happened this past weekend. So the Pinewood Derby was coming up and it was definitely one of those things on my list. Like, <sighs> right. <laughs> like, I don't even have words for it. Like, yes, I do. I do not have time. Nor do I feel like I want to prioritize the assistance of my son making his car. Well, and I don't, I think it's important to note too, I don't think your son was that invested in the process either. He loves the Pinewood Derby. Oh, he does? Yeah, that's the point of the story. Dang it. I know. Just hold your breath. So, no, and I'm not saying he lives for it. He doesn't. Right. My my son, who's 10 at the moment, technology is his world. Yeah. That is like, I really think that this is Crew's future. Mm -hmm. But having said that, this is childhood stuff, right? Pinewood Derby is like a thing of childhood, I think. And so anyway, he loves the Pinewood Derby and he knew about it and he was planning on participating and we were planning on helping him. And as the week got closer and keep in mind, we've been like in the middle of transition and moves and all of that. And so, um, we got closer and I just said to David, Oh my gosh. Right. Like Pinewood Derby. And he would have the same like equal eye rolling. Like, what are we doing? Like, why are we doing this? And so we discussed it with crew and said, buddy, we're not feeling it. We feel so overwhelmed with so many things going on. And this isn't about us. That's Mm -hmm. why we're asking you, not telling you, but are you okay if you don't participate in the Pinewood Derby? And instead, because that involves preparation and instead on Saturday, that we take you and a friend to Sky Zone and just jump it out for a couple of hours. And then he had a birthday party and we just had mm-hmm. family things and whatever. The point of the story is we said no to the Pinewood Derby. We said no. And that was incredibly freeing. This is a, such a silly example. We're just talking about right. a Pinewood Derby, but this is an, an, it's an example, a small example of something that can be very empowering when we choose to be intentional about what we're saying no to. Is the Pinewood Derby a great thing? Sure. Are the leaders who volunteer their time, my friends that I love dearly and I want to support them? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I did want, I didn't, mm, let me say this differently. You know what you were saying earlier about the fear of how other people perceive you? Right. And how you do want to be there for everybody and support everyone and do everything like that. Yep. When we do that and we say yes to things for those reasons, those reasons of what I will say are fears, well, now we start losing a little bit of our own integrity. That happens. That's actually a really interesting way to think about it. Well, I'll tell you why I'm thinking of it that way. Because we have a, a favorite. Oh, she is my podcaster. favorite. Jody Moore, who has a podcast called Better Than Happy, um, she has an episode, I'm going to put my number on it, or my finger on it, episode 63 of Better Than Happy is called How to Say No. Now, we're still having this conversation because what Becky and I have to bring to the table is different. We're going to be sharing more of our own personal experiences, but I wanted to share that with you because Jody and the way she talks about how to say no is very, very enlightening. And 
she has really, and I listened to this episode only recently, actually, as I was thinking about what we were sharing here. And I just want to point you guys there and just say, don't question it. Don't put it on a to-do list that you'll forget about. Just listen to episode 63 if you are in a place right now where you are understanding that you need to say no a little bit more in your life. Because what's dangerous is that when you say yes to everything, even if you don't want to, then you are going to start living a life that is no longer your own. Yeah, you're not making choice. No, you're not being intentional. Mm -hmm. That's what happens. And then when that happens, when we do that, we say yes to everything then we start feeling out of alignment with our real goals and our real purposes. Mm -hmm. And we're just not being honest and we are losing integrity. Now, what I just said about honesty, integrity, honesty and integrity for me, those aren't, those aren't the words that I thought of. I'm telling you that was straight up influenced by Jody. Mm -hmm. When she said that, I was like, wait, what? Because I like to think of myself as an honest woman Mm -hmm. and a woman of integrity. I believe that that is who I am as a person, but I had never thought about how saying yes when I don't want to actually brings my honesty and integrity down a notch. That's really an interesting way to think about it. And it kind of reminds me of episode one where we were talking about being kind of your true Mm -hmm. self. Mm -hmm. And that's true. That is such a big, huge, massive, maybe even the biggest piece of cultivating a good life for me right. is making sure that I'm living the life that I'm choosing. Like yeah. being an active participant and choosing the life I lead and choosing with my husband the life my family leads mm-hmm. because there is no one way to go about it. That's right. So remember what you were saying at the beginning, or not at the beginning, but when I was asking you about why you've said yes sometimes and yeah. you were talking about really what comes down to fear. Yeah. Which again, Jody talks about that. Like what are the different types of fear? Mm-hmm. Um, that is something that is worth addressing because there are so many different types of fears I believe are associated with us saying yes. And I don't think that a lot of us think about what those are. Mm-mm. So just to help all of us identify what different types of fears there might be, like you said, sometimes you have the fear of disappointing someone. I Some, always have the fear of disappointing Do you? People. Okay, so mm-hmm. that's like a big thing for you. Yes. Um, another fear might be the fear of others being offended if you right. say no. Another fear is how we are perceived. That's another big one. That's and When big you're one. talking about things like Pinewood Derby or things that have to do with church or, or with social anything. school things. Yeah. Or so, yeah, it, mm-hmm. yeah, that is another big factor where I'm like, well, I don't want people to think that I'm not caring or that right. I'm not a good mom. Or, or that, that I'm not, not supporting yes. the volunteer efforts that mm-hmm. are going on. Another fear is missing out. Do you FOMO. Have, do you have FOMO? I think we all know that I have FOMO. <laughs> and we all know I do not. I really don't have FOMO a whole lot. I'm grateful for that because I would, I would be, I would be panicking. It's lessening. It's lessening as the years go on because I'm more empowered to create my own things and be less of like a passenger and more of a driver, which has been awesome. Mm -hmm. But, um, well, here's the, here's the cheat sheet, kind of the answer I would say to a lot of these thoughts about whatever our fears are, no matter what they are, no matter what they look like. If we are saying yes to something because of any sort of fear, and I invite every one of us, the next time we are asked to do something, Mm -hmm. pause for a moment. Just pause for a moment. When you feel yourself saying yes, hold on, ask yourself, slow down, ask yourself, why am I saying yes? 
And if any of those honest answers that you don't even have to say out loud, but you know in your heart of hearts that you're saying yes for one of these fearful reasons or fear-based reasons, Mm -hmm. then the answer probably needs to be no. But it's pretty simple. And that is way easier said than done. I recognize that. But I, I would invite all of us, and I'm including myself in this, to remember that if that's the case... Yeah. Then just put it to practice. Do it with something really small. And I'm not saying everyone needs to like, when this podcast episode is over, you're just going to go like, go no, out no, the world. No, 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 no. Don't, this isn't an invitation to bail right. on life. This isn't right. an invitation to stop serving people. This is not, this is not encouragement for you to get out of everything and be lazy. This is, this is the opposite. I feel that, and we call this the power of no mm-hmm. with intention because Absolutely. there is a power and being really intentional and cultivating a good life through the things that we say yes to and the things that we say no to. And I will say it again, when you say yes to certain things, you will be saying no to possibly something that is even more important. Well, and I'll flip that around too and say, when you flip that around and say no to things, Mm -hmm. it makes you able to say yes to things. Oh my gosh, for sure. Thank you for adding that. I wanted to add one more thing. Yeah. Another Jody Moore thing. Oh, geez. Darn it, Jody, you're Jody. just so darn awesome. Love her. Love her insight. So she sends out um, an email. Oh, they're good. That I subscribe to. Mm-hmm, me too. And she sent one out actually this morning that I thought oh. fit really okay. nicely. I haven't into read this. that yet. And the words she was telling us to focus on were that's okay. Mm. So give me context. We did not have crew do Pinewood Derby, mm-hmm. and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, I never finished the story. Yeah, you didn't finish no. the story. But. I mean, I told you the story, but I got to like piggyback yeah. on exactly what you're saying is that it is exactly what was empowering about the situation is, mm-hmm. yeah, we said, no, that's fine. You guys get it. I said, no. And crew was on board and honestly had the best Saturday. Right. And not because we bailed on the, it's not about the Pinewood Derby. Mm-hmm. It was about us as a family deciding to say no to something that would have been a good thing to do, but we chose, it wasn't that choosing to take my kids jumping at the local sky zone or whatever was the better choice. But what was the better choice was that we didn't stress ourselves out staying up till 2 a.m. making something for a Pinewood Derby that was going to last 30 minutes mm-hmm. when what our family When it wasn't needed, serving you. Well, Bottom it line, it wasn't us. serving your family. Exactly. And you know, when we said no to that, you know what we said yes to as a family and me personally and David and crew for that matter, hmm. we said yes to space. We needed space. We have been running our wheels so fast lately. We are in the middle of huge transitions personally and with the business, moving physically and other things going on. The school year was getting back started up again after the holidays. There's just a lot going on that I don't need to go into that I'm like, you know what feels really right? It's slowing down Mm -hmm. and, and creating space. So the point that I was getting to is that we said no to the event, but what I didn't do is I didn't reach out to a scout leaders and say, sorry, crew isn't going to be coming. We just have so much going on and we're so Mm -hmm. busy. No, no to the excuses. You're not justifying. No, I'm not trying to justify anything. If anybody were to ask me, which they didn't, if anybody were to ask me, Hey, why didn't crew come? We missed them, which would have been a very normal and nice thing to reach out and say, I was prepared to say, we didn't make it a priority this year. I bet it was really special. I hope it was a, a huge success. Crew, of course, would have loved to have been there, but we decided as a family, we just needed to prioritize differently this week. That's all. Like, and so going back to the email that I haven't read yet from Jody, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's okay. Like, it is own okay. it. Own the it no. It is. Really let that like sink in for a minute. Yeah. It really is okay. Mm-hmm. Those are maybe two of the most powerful words right now 
mm-hmm. for me in the past two, three years of my life, it's okay. It's very okay. Mm-hmm. And the world keeps revolving and probably is a little shinier and a little brighter when you do choose to say yes and no to the right things. And there's no perfect formula to that. And we're all big girls around here and maybe a few men. Um, we just need to pick up, pull up our big girl pants and, and own the choices that we're making, Correct. right? Like we need to be more intentional. Yeah. I have another experience that just happened recently. Um, speaking of this transition that we're in moving in the middle of the business move, I actually got really, really sick, like physically oh, no. ill. She was sick where like was... if her husband wasn't a doctor, I would have been like <laughs> insisting she go to the hospital. It was not pretty. She was really ill. And when I say it wasn't pretty, I mean like Becky probably had one look of me, <laughs> look at me that morning and was like, oh boy, right? It was bad. Anyway, I was sick. The point is, is that we got through the move. I was starting to maybe start feeling better. And I was looking at my calendar, what's coming up. I got to get back into my life, get back into my groove. And I was looking at the coming up Monday and I had a speaking engagement. I was going to be speaking at the local genealogical society, right? My friend is in with this organization and asked me, um, to speak to this group of people. I don't know any of them. They probably don't know me at all. And it was just kind of this, not a big deal. And something that I thought that would be a good thing. I had said yes to it, Mm um, out of, niceness and I don't think it was fear but maybe it was yeah I I was maybe fearful that she would think that I wasn't being nice or wasn't valuing something she valued yeah Yeah. exactly like who knows I didn't take the time this is back before I thought a lot about how I was saying no anyway I had said yes I saw it coming up on the calendar I'm starting to feel an ounce better just an ounce and I thought I was thinking a lot about saying no in my life because you know I had been thinking about this episode a lot Mm -hmm. And I reached out to her and I said, hey, I need to pull out. Here's what's up. I'm not going to give you all the excuses. Yes, I'm in the middle of a move. Yeah, I got really sick. But at the end of the day, this is something that I know that if I were to keep this commitment, I would feel resentful. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't personal. It had nothing to do with the organization or the individual. It was me going, "I, I cannot pull that off and serve my family and be who I know I need to be climbing out of this crazy season if I am keeping that commitment that I am absolutely not prepared for it. Cause if I were to show up on the tail end of being sick and not wanting to be there, yeah. yes. And my heart wasn't in the right place. I am serving no one. Forget about now myself, my family, my right. team, but now the people I'm speaking to who carved out time to show up to this event where they're waiting to hear whatever it is I have to share, share mm-hmm. and my heart's not in it. Who wants to show up and listen to anyone who's not, <laughs> not me. feeling what they're delivering? Yeah, that would have been bad. So that was another example of just kind of no. But um, really, it comes down to, I think, remembering that sometimes being in a yes phase, you and I both can speak to that, is sometimes exactly what feels best and what is right in the moment. So for example, going through a phase of a million yeses back in the day is exactly what propelled me into a career I didn't even know I wanted mm-hmm. that has brought me so much joy and has blessed my family and the lives of many people yeah. because I was, as an employee of creating keepsakes, I was, yes, I'll do that. Make me do this. Or I want to do this. I want to go mm-hmm. there. I want to speak this. I want to, I want to write that book. Yes. Yes. And all the yeses. I don't think I said no to anything. And you know what? At the time in that season, that was exactly the right place for me to be. I was hustling. Now here, I just want to ask you this question. Oh boy. Because I want to clarify for the listener. Yeah. Um, Because this can kind of be confusing that sometimes yeses are good, sometimes no's are good. Right, how you discern. So Mm -hmm. the question I want to ask you is when you were in the season of saying all those yeses, were any of those yeses fear-based? Yeah. In retrospect, I see that. 
You think they were? Uh huh. Fear of I missing know. out. Fear mm-hmm. of fear of missing out on opportunities that would keep me in the position that I found myself becoming. Becoming, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. Yeah. I found myself to be a a pioneer in this industry that was so exhilarating and so exciting, and I wanted to help people. That actually hasn't changed at all. That's exactly how I feel today. You know that about me. Mm -hmm. That is what drives me and what I feel serves other people and myself and my family and my team. Like I want to help people. And so for me to say yes to things, I think for for the most part, it was all the right reasons, but there were definitely some occasions Mm -hmm. that were probably, I really don't want to travel. I really don't want to be away from home. I really don't want to leave my family. But if I don't do this, then maybe that would mean that I am no longer shining the light that I feel like I'm supposed to shine. So that would be a version of a fear that I would have never recognized at the time. So looking back, Mm -hmm. if you had said no to the things that you said yes on a fear basis, Mm -hmm. do you think it would have significantly changed your trajectory and your ability to shine your light, like you were saying? No. 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 So looking back... Yeah, those fear-based things really wouldn't have changed where you're at today. Okay, I just remembered something and what? got goosebumps at the same time. Ooh, do you remember me sharing with you? And we, I shared it here on the podcast. The time that I did say no to, I was supposed to go to an event, a creative yes. keepsakes mm-hmm. university. Claire was in the hospital, and I'm like, I'm done. Remember, yeah. I was committed to mm-hmm. something in Colorado, something in Texas. Like I was committed to a few other right. shows and I said no. So going back to the question that I didn't know you were going to ask me and I'm I'm answering that with confidence. No, that would not have changed anything. And in fact, when I did say no, it it gave me an inner strength that was far beyond anything that could have happened by me saying yes to anything else. Mm-hmm. Am I making any sense? Absolutely, because it takes you from that moment of being like, I always use the analogy of like the grocery bag, like just flying in the wind that uh-huh. just like is to and fro and all over the place and put you in the moment of power to be like, wait a minute. Yeah. Let me stop. Let's mm-hmm. reevaluate. I totally have power here. Totally. I have power. And I think that is what changed so much for me that I wouldn't have recognized at the time, but it was incredibly empowering. And mm-hmm. so there, that's why there is a power and a strength that comes from saying no when it feels right. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to also add that we also need to say no, not just to invitations or opportunities or people asking things of us that we're not ready to give or whatever, but we need to say no to negative thoughts about all of it. Mm -hmm. So the guilt, the comparison, the shame, anything that creeps up in our own minds when we do say no needs to be like, Mm bye-bye. And I say that because I worry that we're having this conversation about say no and then we're off going and off into the world you know doing our things doing our daily stuff and we are trying to practice being better about not just say no but being intentional about what we're saying yes and no to and I worry that um that we will have those feelings creep in of okay I'm a really bad person because I didn't volunteer for that hello there's a field trip tomorrow that Mm -hmm. you are going on that I said no to Mm-hmm. And it was right for you to say yes. I mm-hmm. hope that you didn't say yes out of fear. No, I said yes because this particular child I'm going with, mm-hmm. it's what was best for her. Interestingly enough, there is another mm-hmm. field trip for another one of my children mm-hmm. also tomorrow. Oh. And I had to choose. I had mm. to choose to say no to one to say yes to the other. And it, I absolutely made the right choice and it's fine. And so someone listening would go, that's great. How'd you make the choice? 
How, how did you decide in that particular case? I decided because I knew the child I was, that I'm going with tomorrow yeah. needed it. Mm-hmm. I know we needed it. I know she really wanted me there mm-hmm. for some particular reasons. And it was just the right one. It was where I, it was where I was needed. So this is what I'm talking about. I mean, let's be honest. My other one's going to Target. So where would I prefer being? <laughs> no, she's going to Target on a field I'm trip. I'm going to go there. I would prefer to be on the Target field trip just because it's that Target. Kind of sounds amazing. But I'm going to something else tomorrow because it's just what needed to happen. It was what our relationship needed, what she needed. It so was guys, just a greater need. This is the thing. Becky, what you're saying is you did not say yes out of fear at all. Mm-mm. And this is what we're talking about. You said yes for all the right reasons because this full circle comes back to serving your family, mm-hmm. serving those who, who matter most, and also doing what you felt in your heart of hearts was the absolute right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And I, who had an opportunity to be on that very same field trip because we both happened to have kids in the same grade, um, said no. Because, not because they reached out personally to me, but you know, I saw right. the invitation, any parents can go. And I thought, you know what? I've been on field trips with every one of my kids multiple times. This is something that based on everything else going on and based on the place that he is and I am and all of the things and the way yeah. that we are connecting right now, I'm going to bow out. Another parent can serve. I right. didn't know it was going to be you. <laughs> <laughs> it just might be me. But there, there are reasons why we say yes and no to different opportunities for sure. So here's my criteria. I'm just going to break it down and tell you. Okay. When it comes down to deciding yes or no, these are the questions that I have identified that help me um, when I think about these questions and answer them for myself. And it can all happen in a moment. It can happen in, a, in an hour, a day, a week, if I need to take the time. But yeah. I ask myself these three main questions. Number one, how does this affect my personal well-being? And now personal well-being is physical, emotional, psychological, mm-hmm. spiritual, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. How does this affect my personal well-being, this opportunity, we'll call it. Number yeah. two, how does this opportunity affect my family? And number three, does this help me or someone else in a meaningful way? So field trip example that you gave. I think it's important to note, you cannot ask number question number three mm-hmm. as question number one. Mm. You need to get through the criteria of one, then two, mm-hmm. then if those answers are affirmative, then you go to three. Because there have been a That's lot a of times point. I could answer number three, well, yes. Mm. And it still could be the wrong thing. So just go That's through them point. in the proper order. Well, and I wasn't even thinking about it that way. So thank you. Because these are my criteria that I thought that's how I make my decisions, but you're right. You do have to answer them in that order, I believe as well. So let me, let me give you an example of the number three. Let me just go to that one for a minute. Okay. Does this help me or someone else in a meaningful way? This is what I'm talking about. Let's talk about social stuff because we all have social opportunities, whether Mm -hmm. it's through community, school, church, neighborhood, you name it. doesn't matter. Anything that you're involved in socially. So this for me is not like an all or nothing thing. So just like most people, it's a case by case situation. So sometimes it's been a yes for selfish reasons. Like I want to go to that thing because I'm happy for an excuse to be with my friends. Or sometimes it's a no because I simply have too much going on and it's just one more thing. It's just too much, right? Sometimes it's a yes because it's 100% about showing up in love and support 
And those relationships are really important to me. So maybe I don't want to be there at the thing. I don't feel like I'm going to personally benefit, but I know it's the right thing. I feel like that's the example of the field trip. Mm -hmm. You know that for the relationship with your daughter, that is so important to her right now. Right. And in this moment and between the two of you. So it's a yes, right? Yeah. Sometimes I'll say yes, because while I don't crave the social interaction in the moment, I know that if I go with the right mindset, I can be a light in someone's day by sincerely taking interest in them and not because I feel obligated to Mm -hmm. go. Does that make sense? That totally makes sense. Okay. This is when it starts shifting the way that we think about a yes. Mm -hmm. And now you and others are blessed for your yes. So whether it's a yes or a no, like I was saying earlier, you just have to own it. So one quick example is like, there might be, um, you know, say a church activity with all the ladies at church and we're doing something that's like, eh, like I, I've been to so many activities in my life. This isn't for my personal enrichment or development, but if I go with the mindset, not out of obligation, not out Mm -hmm. of fear, not out of wondering how people will perceive me or if they think that I am there supporting them or not. But if I go with the intention, and honestly, I will also add with Mm -hmm. a prayer in my heart that I can go and just be someone's friend, Mm -hmm. be a light to someone then that changes my entire perspective and puts me in the right place so that I am there knowing that, wearing that hat or that pair of glasses, whatever analogy you choose. And that makes it so that when I have left that event, no matter what I think I did or didn't do or who I met with or who I interacted with, I know that my heart was in the right place. Mm -hmm. And there was probably somebody whose life I may have touched even for a moment. Right. And that's why I was supposed to be there. Yeah. So... Yes. It takes that resentment factor out of it, right? When you go to something begrudgingly and then you get achy feelings of resentment because you didn't really want to be there. Do not go do things and attend things out of, well, don't do these things for the wrong reason. Right. Because you will resent it. And that is like Jody was saying. And that doesn't always mean not showing up. No, no, no. That just means. For sure. When you make the decision to show up. Right. Shifting your mindset. That is right. And that's why she was saying Never mind. I forgot my thought. It's okay. Dang it. <laughs> I'm going to say no to that thought. Okay. <laughs> okay. We're actually about done here because unless you have more to add, but I, I actually want to quote something from a listener here of the podcast. Her name is Natalie. And I was, I don't remember what specifically I was talking about on Instagram stories probably, but it has something to do with a lot of us feeling like we need to be doing a lot of things and that we're all the things to all the people and all of that, well, right? And we're exposed, mm-hmm. particularly on social media, oh, to yeah. a lot of high-functioning people that have right. very specific skill sets. Right. And when you combine and look at all those people in one day, it could feel like mm-hmm. everybody's the master of everything and you oh my gosh. suck at everything. Well, and that's why social media is its own topic alone, mm-hmm. right? But it's so true. So I was talking about something related to that. And there's a, a girl who listens to our podcast, who's a customer, and her name is Natalie. And she DM'd me with this comment, and I'm going to read her words. She says, because we all live our own lives and we can't all be Becky Higgins and Sarah Wells and Marie Kondo and Jenny Doan, we choose the choices we make and there is so much freedom in acknowledging that we made a choice. 
whether that's to not keep all the things or not to make dinner every night or not to organize your socks so they all stand up (laughs) or not to quilt like crazy. We all get to choose what we do and don't do. And some days I am so Becky and some days I am so Jenny and that's okay. Sometimes saying yes to one thing means that you are deprioritizing another thing and making intentional choices means that you can be happy with both sides of that coin. I'm learning more and more that guilt and overwhelm doesn't serve anyone. It's sort of the plight of the modern woman, don't you think? I'm still trying to figure it out for myself, but we're all helping each other out, right? Well done, Natalie. Wow. Way to sum it up in a nutshell. That's it. I love what she says that it is the plight of the modern woman because I feel like more than ever before in history, Mm -hmm. women are given the message that they are supposed to be masters of business, masters Mm -hmm. of the home, masters Mm -hmm. of everything. Mm -hmm. And it's just... That sounds exhausting. It's just not realistic. And it is exhausting. It is. And that's why I think a lot of us are exhausted. Yeah. Is because we're because constantly the idea, trying right? to live up to this ideal uh, idea that we're bombarded with. But I the my favorite part of what she said was is that we get to choose. Mhm. And really that's the point of this whole episode is knowing you get to choose. And you know what? We get to choose hmm. our thoughts. So that's a whole other I'm going to open a can of worms with that, but I won't. I just want to remind us all to remember that we are in charge of our thoughts. We get to choose the thoughts that affect how we believe and think about ourselves and what we're capable capable of doing and not doing. And whatever you think about is exactly who you're going to become. Mm-hmm. So we got to really think about the way that we're thinking about ourselves. And talking about ourselves. For sure. So really at the end of the day, what we want you to do is own your choices. Own every yes. Own every no. And we hope that through a little bit of the sharing that we've done, that you do feel more intentional than ever mm-hmm. about all of that. And I got to just mention one book that... Oh, please mention this oh, book. I'm because just, this book... This book is a game changer. Let's just say I'm working on trying to get him on the show. Because this, Greg McGowan, like for real, the book is called Essentialism. It's so good. Stop everything that you're doing. So good. Just download the audiobook, buy the paper book. I don't care how you read or listen to or consume, but this book of essentialism is at the root mm-hmm. and the base of everything that is in all of my thoughts in my entire life right now mm-hmm. and very much was on the underlined like the baseline yeah. of everything that has to do with this episode in particular it's life-changing so i encourage you to read it check it out and just saying do us a favor email us at podcast at beckyhagans.com or dm one of us I'm so curious to hear your thoughts on this book because mm. there is so much discussed in this book that really made me reevaluate everything. everything. Yeah. And look at everything with this new lens. Totally Such fresh a perspective. Read. Oh my gosh. And I feel I feel a huge sense of relief just mm-hmm. from reading it. Incredible. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for being here. We feel you in the conversation, even if we're not sitting together. You really are doing things to cultivate a good life and we feel it we get to be in touch with you guys every single day if you're not already following us on instagram or facebook for me but 
that's where we're hanging out individually most of the time is mm-hmm. Instagram stories, to be honest. Yeah. That's where we are a lot. So Becky Proudfit and then Becky Higgins LLC. And of course, the show notes, you know, anything that we've referenced here that's worth kind of linking or showing or reminding you about bullet points or favorite quotes, we will put in the show notes. And those can be found on the blog at BeckyHiggins.com. Again, thank you. Thank you for choosing. Thank you for choosing the yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Say yes to listening to the podcast today. For sure. And again, thanks to Pinners because they are the amazing sponsor of this particular episode. And Becky and I are legitimately so excited to go teach in, in Ontario. Not Canada. Not Canada. California. They also have a really great um, (laughs) Ontario Mills outlet mall. Ooh, I didn't know this. So that's another stop on your way. Maybe. This trip is like getting longer and longer. But we're thankful. We're thankful for the opportunity to be at Pinners again. We have been to them multiple times because Mm -hmm. we love them. And so if you want to sign up, you can save 10% on all of your tickets, any of your tickets by... Anywhere in the country. Using... Yeah. Oh, yes. That's an important Mm -hmm. thing to notice because it is at any of the locations for any reason. So Becky 10 will save you 10%. All right. We're out, right? Yeah. And I just want to end on one note. Yeah. You guys, you're all doing so much better than you think you are. Agree. Sometimes we really get caught in the weeds and we forget. You're doing awesome things. And it's just about making those little tweaks, those little choices Mm -hmm. every day. Rise above the weeds. Yeah. Bring you a little more joy, but... For sure. You're awesome. You got this. You sure do. And we're here supporting you and loving you and we hope that you feel it. And we hope that you go out and crush this week no matter what that looks like. That does not mean doing everything and saying yes to everything. But crush it in the way that is meaningful for you. All right. Love you guys. Peace out. See ya. Bye-bye. saw these pants on the rack and they were on clearance and I literally thought those are sassy pants and I always say I put on your sassy pants and you're like I am sassy I am putting on my sassy pants and and I bought them I bought them all the day long how come you're not wearing your sassy pants today <laughs> they're they're being saved for a special, a special occasion, occasion. <laughs> we are headed to Pinner's first show of 2019 which is coming up March 8th through the 9th in Ontario Canada I feel so much happier that I'm in good company. I I mean, there is an Ontario Ontario. in Canada. Well, I grew up 20 minutes from Ontario, Canada, so that is the problem. problem.